1: building downtown Hey, what's the building downtown, downtown? downtown. you can follow us on downtown. social media at the billion dt you can follow and subscribe to the show on itunes spotify youtube talk show wherever you get your podcast from i'm your host jason kelly you can follow me at jkellymma. kelly mma follow my co-host krill kasatsky at krill raps and you can follow our other co-host amy who's not here today at ames bell so we're up <laughs> against the clock today so we're gonna get right into it we have a guest a special guest here a guy that i've been listening to for a very long time for the canadian hip-hop scene my man, Krill's getting open for this guy, June 11th at Oggs Nightclub in Guelph, Ontario, too, yeah. 12 Windham Road. Make sure you get there. Make sure you see this shit. I was there like a month ago for the Robbie G concert where Krill opened. It was dope as fuck. And this man is headlining it. Evil as Ebenezer. How's it going, my man? How's it going, guys? Um, it's going really good over here. Thanks for having
0: me on the show. Um, you know, don't worry about the time. Um, we, we, we'll we do what we need to do and uh, make sure we uh, we get the job done. So anyways, nice. just th- thanks for having me, though, for sure.
1: Thanks, Thanks for, for the coming time. to him, uh, So, yeah, I know uh, you've been doing this now for fuck about 20 years. And I know talking to your manager, Jeremy, he said, uh, <laughs> but it's been about two and a half years since you've done it. But 20 years in that, and that's a, that 20 year period, quite a shit, bit, of shit, bit of shit has changed in music. Do you remember your first fucking, your first project, your first live performances? Do you remember all that shit? Yeah, of course. Um...
2: <laughs>
0: they, they haunt me in my dreams. Uh,
2: um,
0: I'm trying to think now 20 years. Let's, let's, let's think of that. So 2002 in 2002, Mm -hmm. exactly 20 years ago, um, I was working on my first album. Um, a lot of my peers around me in Vancouver were dropping projects now, right around this time, I think it's 2001, maybe 2002, this pro tools just coming out. Okay. Okay. So so up until then, um, uh, like, my, like when we were first starting to do it, I had to go record at like a big studio on reel to reel. Uh, digital recording hadn't come out yet. Pro Tools kind of broke ground with that. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so that's kind of right at that. I was kind of I was there for both worlds. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I remember me and Stewie going to record our first single ever at this um, studio called Turtle Records. It was down in White Rock. And uh, yeah, I was like the big rock guy there with the long hair, and uh, <laughs> and, and you know on the reel-to-reel tape, and I, I did it one take, you know, a couple takes because it was re- mad expensive. I think we were paying something like crazy, like three hundred an hour or something like that back then, like. Mm. Uh, back then. And I wow. remember listening to it, and then it, uh, he's like, "Man, this sucks." He's like, "Your voice sucks," <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, i gotta go back again." It wasn't like now when you can just fucking do it a million times or whatever in yep. your bedroom. You know, Mm -hmm. so like all that's just is, is been the biggest change, but yeah. So 2002, I'm working on my first album and, um, everyone's dropping projects around us like, uh, Mocha and, uh, you know, like emotions and, um, fourth world occupants on, you know, sweatshop union. I was friends with them. They were dropping projects, but you know, Stewie was really, um, and when I say Stewie, I mean, Stewie Kubrick, uh, who you guys might know video. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He was my first, we came up together making music together. And, um, was produced all a lot of my songs uh but anyways um he uh uh he was like he's like "Ah, i just don't think it's dope enough yet i just don't think it's ready yet he was he was one of those guys um you know that was just wanting to hold on so but then finally 2005 uh we hooked up with um dj u-turn uh vaughn oliver um he, he he goes by the name vaughn i think oliver anyways he moved down to la quite a few years ago now and he's quite a big uh producer in the um electronic scene um down there hollywood so he does his thing but anyways we synced linked up with him he was just getting out of engineering uh school with jamie cuse they went to school together who uh who does a lot of mixing for for guys out here um snack and junk and blah 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 um but uh they got out of school we hooked up with him pro tools just came out and boom we were at his house every day. We were working on, we redid a bunch of songs. We just wrote. And then that's when we recorded my debut album, um, uh, um, Call Me Evil. Uh, mm-hmm. And that came out in 2006. Originally came out in 2005 independently, but then Camel Bear Records picked it up and then got us a distribution deal with Fontana. And nice. then rest this kind of history after that. Um, uh, so 2005, 2006, I dropped. So 15, you know, that's 17 years ago, but so, but the first, the first three or four years of the 24 years, I was just kind of grinding on the music, didn't put anything out yet.
1: Yeah. And right around that time too, that's like the mixtape era. Right. And everything's switching to digital. Um, obviously we had the big shit, right? Like the G unit radio and all that shit. But uh, is that something you also tried to hit that stride as well? Pumping out mixtapes even to get shit out more locally or anything? Or was it always no, more of really a... I didn't really do
0: that. We just kind of focused on the project. Structured um, projects, Everything yeah. that's there is kind of on Spotify. Like some some things were kind of like a mixtape, like like The Wanderer. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a really weird project that I in 2008, I just went over to Stu's and we were kind of in a creative funk and we just kind of wanted to do something different. So I wrote and kind of and recorded it over like 2 days, you know, kind of freestyle wrote it. Um so like that's kind of like a mixtape just on beats that he was kind of making on the spot, so yeah. Kind of more like that, you know, and then you know and then I had more albums like Evil Eye. That was a factor funded album that Camel Bear got me. So like, you know, I put more time into the songs and getting people okay. on the blah blah blah. So like there's like been kind of a little bit of a mix of projects, you know, and there's a bunch of EPs there like me and Merc did the Kush Up EP back in 2012 in my living room uh, in huh. East Van. I did the Penguin EP in the same apartment um, huh. uh, with nice. Nago. So I just kind of always was working on stuff. Um, and so then has, I, this,
2: I, yeah. has this has this been your um, your source of income? Have you been able to live off music yet?
0: Oh yes, oh yeah. yes, you have been yeah. right. Oh yeah, making six figures now the last couple of years. So. <clears throat>
1: right on good for you good when did you make that switch that's a thing that i've noticed a lot of artists i shouldn't even just say artists a lot of people are doing shit on their own whether it's podcasting you're you're a musician wherever the fuck it may be when was it for you that you knew that because i'm sure you had to have a job at one point oh um, yeah i had a
0: job i had a job like four years ago i worked at a dispensary um in nanaimo um yeah 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 i managed a, a one um and uh yeah, I was waiting on a factor grant, and then some stuff happened. I didn't end up getting it. The baby was just about to come, Charlotte, and okay. I got a little bit worried. I had been living just off music, but I just wanted to get a little job. I had that job for six months. Then another big tour came along, and the rest is history after that. But yeah. that was about four years ago.
1: And when did, it, of, like, yeah, what did you
0: like Yeah, sorry.
1: What was it that made you make that switch, you know what I mean, and really bet on yourself and say, you know what, I can just live off this full-time, make a career, because there's also the thing, too, you can hit a stride for a year, blow all that money, and then you're like, fuck, i got to find a job again, right? Yeah. So what was it that you knew it was the right time to make that switch?
0: Um, well, it was like I went on a tour, uh, and then we were kind of, like I said, I was pretty much, I was making some money off music, and it was pretty yep.
1: good.
0: But like I said, I was waiting on like a pretty big check, and then I yep. thought I was going to be good. Yeah. Um, And then the check didn't come. So I was like, I got to get a job because I just want to make sure that we're good and everything. Cause like I said, I got the baby, but, so I was kind of making the switch at that point. Like I said, it was only six months and then, yeah, I just, when I, I, I just knew it was time. I tell you the truth. I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm working for this guy. Um, he's paying me this much a day. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what about if I put the same amount of time that I'm giving this guy into myself? Mm-hmm. And see how that turns out. Exactly. Bet on yourself. So I think it was then. That was 2017, uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking do this. I'm gonna get up every morning. I'm gonna go into into the spare room, and I'm gonna fucking treat this like a fucking job. Like I fucking am yep. going. I'm going to open up the dispensary at 7:30 a.m. and I'm working there till two, mm-hmm. and I'm making this much. Well, I'm just gonna fucking. I'm gonna gonna give that much. Do that much work myself, and it fucking panned out
1: yeah and nice.
0: it doesn't hurt that my song sunshine kind of went pretty much went viral okay. um it was on the top 50 in the czech republic it's got 23 million streams
2: crazy holy with
0: shit, shit. With shit streams just on spotify how did so, you like, i might be getting a fucking plaque here in a bit boys my no, man looking, nice my nice. manager's looking into it but you know it's kind of crazy so there's been a couple combination of things that have Help this all kind of work out, you know. How
2: does how does a viral song happen for you? Was it uh, just uh, just a random shot in the dark? You put out a song and it happened, or was it because of somebody on a feature on it, or was there yeah, some, some sort so, of a push behind it? But
0: yeah, totally. Um, it's a good question. I got hit up um, by um, a, a music supervisor for a, 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 a movie called um, Moto Six. It's a motocross movie okay, documentary. Okay and right, then right. the, so the song got into that movie and then oh, shit. the moto, the motocross culture which is really big you know dirt biking all that kind of shit around yeah, the yeah. world that that whole culture and that fan base really latched onto the song so right. then and then it went viral kind of on some TikTok and some different things um on people's reels on Instagram and it kind of had a resurgence um in uh 3 months ago when it was getting t- uh, in um November and December, it was getting over two million streams a month for those couple Holy months.
2: Holy shit, that's sick! Yeah, so so it was it was like the, it was the movie that gave you the exposure to that to that uh, yes. sort of a niche fan base, right? And just took off for the song. Nice.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. That's exactly what it was. So you know, those, you know, some, those are so, those things kind of ha- they happen, right? And they, yeah. You know, I don't. I haven't gotten a lot of breaks in my career, but you know that was that was one. You know.
2: Sorry, I missed that moment. How did the movie happen? Was it a friend of yours, or is it just?
0: No, no, just um, the guy just came across the song, I guess um, uh, somehow on whatever on a streaming platform or whatever. Um, oh, so and, he was or- he
2: was putting a movie together, came across your song. Yeah, he's know, know. the director. He was the director oh, okay, of the movie okay, okay. or the
0: produ- He was a producer. You know, he was someone that. Yeah.
1: Do you do? Did you um? or do you pay attention to analytics? Obviously that one, cause it's a big one, but do you pay attention or do you have somebody hired that pays attention on shit for you?
0: Oh, I, I pay attention to everything. I'm very business minded with this yeah. whole thing. Me and Jeremy work together. I, I'm, 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 you have to be, you know, when I made that switch, I made that switch to that too. Like, you know, this is a music business, business and yeah. I appro- approach, approached it that way. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, there's, um, there's a gift, there's a curse with that too, you know, with art and trying to figure that balance out and things you think want things to be genuine and you want things to be real but you know you also have to fucking plan a lot and fucking execute your shit so since Jeremy started helping me in 2018 around that time man things have really helped me out too he's really been a big part of my success and uh Helping me get four hundred thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. I mean, nice. I wow. you would have told me that four or five years ago, man. I wouldn't have you. You know what I mean? So it's all totally doable, right? We just so, we kind of just been sticking to it, right?
2: So yeah. do you, do you back we're back to sort of analytics. Now that you get, you, you're saying you're getting like four hundred thousand a month, right? Uh, I'm assuming a lot of that would be from states too, right? Have you tried to, to cross over there, toward there, to push anything there?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you'd be surprised. I'm actually my my analytics, you know, because as you guys know, Spotify for artists, you know, it breaks it all down for you, yeah. right? Yeah. American phone. So, my biggest audience is in Germany. Um, my 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 fan base in Europe, uh, in uh, places like Finland, Germany, Sweden, Norway. I'm really popular over there. My numbers are big there. So, like, even bigger nice. than Canada. So, I've oh, toured you? over there. I've toured over there a couple times. Obviously, nice. COVID the last three years. I mean, I just did Finland uh i did a bunch of shows over there and then COVID. beautiful places
2: yeah
0: oh yeah i love it i love it over there yeah oh yeah it's great i kind of like that like i mean i like the climate like because i like it here i don't like it too hot um Mm -hmm. so like i really like it over there and it's very fresh and green like it is over here and the people are really nice and down to earth so Hmm. yeah i really like europe a lot and the states yeah me and merc did the states i did 20 shows with him in 2019 um, but yeah, man, I mean, I haven't been touring obviously because of COVID, but as you guys know, I'm going back on the road starting this weekend. It's my first tour in about three years. So super stoked to do that.
2: Mm. Oh, can't wait for the Guelph date, man.
0: Yeah, man. going to be good to meet you. Um, last I'm time I was there a few years ago with big Robbie G and it's always a good show in Guelph. So it should be good.
1: Where's, uh, where's a place you went to? Like you just mentioned you went to so many countries that you probably never even thought you'd go to, especially performing hip hop. What's yeah. a country or a city or a state or anything like that? You went to that was surprised, like it surprised you their hip hop culture there in that place.
0: <coughs> That's a really good question. I don't know. I think like. I think the first time I kind of got like a whiff of that and like what that was was when I went to, uh I went to Spain with snack.
2: Oh, wow. Uh,
0: Two thousand like, oh man, 11 or 12, somewhere around then and like when I saw like that's when he started like really he started making like lots of rap songs with Spanish rappers mm-hmm. and that really really helped him like like get popular over there right oh. and yeah I went over them when I went over them and there's like snide the river like all these like little Spanish kids <laughs> running around like smoking hash and shit and like everyone knew <laughs> the words like they couldn't even speak any English but they know the lyrics to the songs when I saw that like- like, they didn't really know who I was because he was bringing me over there. But when yeah. I saw, like, how they were acting and then how it can be, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. You know, like, because uh-huh. these people, we don't even, they, we, I can't even talk to you outside the fucking club. But, like, <laughs> inside, we can all get down to the music together. So it's pretty cool.
1: That is cool. With the, uh, there's been a big influx, especially over the last 15, 20 years of people from the West Coast to Canada. But before that, I mean, I can think of a couple people out there that were popping a little bit. But hip hop wasn't even that big in Canada yet. I mean, we had like Cardinal and Choclair out of Toronto. But who are some of the people that uh, you know? Because guys like you stack whatever. i sure you could get inspiration from a Jay Z or whatever. But when something's a little closer to home, oh yeah, it's a little more tangible, right? Well, so I, grew,
0: the- I grew up on the, I grew up on like the all those Toronto rappers, right? Like yeah, yeah. In that, in that time, like you know, like that's what I was seeing on Much Music, right? Rap City. Right. Yep. that was the way that really kind of connected our country you know what i mean then you see like the classifieds you know yep. and, you know you start the, i mean so yeah like the rascals obviously they were a huge yep. influence for me out here red one um they had put out their first album in 93 that was really because i was seeing like vancouver guys they were from east Van that were doing what i wanted to do and mm. then swollen members man yep. when they came out that yeah, 2000, 2001, 2002, that fucking was incredible. You know what yeah, I mean? It, it, it made, changed sure. everything
1: on that coast. Yeah, especially it, when
0: they had like Mocha in the group and he was yeah. singing on the hooks and they had the big songs. I thought that was pretty kill. So, like those two groups, obviously, they, um, you know, they were huge uh, influences on me cool. and Snack and Merck and made it all seem like this was something that we could do
1: yeah and the, you guys got a dope battle rap scene out there too are you into that at all maybe not competing but do you keep an eye on it or are you a fan of it at all
0: i i mean i haven't seen much lately because i i don't think covid there's been that many events but yeah. oh yeah no I, I follow like pretty closely especially in the last years like you know kotd and stuff like that merc is like you know um a huge uh, fan and always is showing me videos <laughs> like like till five in the morning when i just want to go to bed and he's like have you seen this battle and i'm like fuck i've been watching man. like eight hours man like uh, just like fuck i just want to go to bed man but like yeah no seriously yeah no i do really like it um but yeah no i mean I, yeah and then when i of course when i first came out like you yeah. know when i was first doing my stuff back uh, in the early 2000s i was going into battles and shit Mm -hmm. because that was the only way to rap back then i mean (laughs) they give you a show i mean you that there was like an open mic or there was a battle and then that was your chance to do it right so yeah yeah
1: holy shit so in the 20 years now i mean we're going to get into this tour you're on now here but what are some of the things you've seen change so much in not so much recording music because we kind of touched on that and i mean it's not like you were around in the 80s so shit has changed that drastically right but uh, even live performances, setting up tours, and especially even more so now after this pandemic, I mean, you got shit like verses that came out that changed a lot of things, how people yeah. could just sit at home and watch a fucking concert. So See, that's, set a, go, yeah. go, go ahead. Sorry, what are going to say? That? So
0: that's, that's kind of cool that you say that because, like, out of situations like that, yep. things things grow. Things, yeah. things are born. Yep. Like that whole verses thing. Like would that would that have ever been developed or ever came out, or would everyone ever got to enjoy that if there was no fucking pandemic? You know? Highly unlikely. Be, there would be
2: no need for it. Right. Yeah.
0: Right, there'd be no need for it. But that's what I'm saying. But that's what's cool that things like that, you know, you know, were were that came out. You know what I mean? So for sure, there's for sure. some really cool ones that I enjoyed watching, right? But yeah. I don't know. Like just the, yeah. What is it nowadays? Well, I mean, well fuck it's all digital now. And and when everyone thought that eh, they didn't think that that was really going to be like how it is. Well, fuck it is. Right. <laughs> it's all there. Um, It's all at your fingertips.
2: Have you streamed any of your shows yet? Have you tried any other direction?
0: No, but I kind of did like a talk show kind of like show during the pandemic called the evil E show. And I did that on my Facebook. I streamed it just um, you know, for free. But that was something that we were gonna like actually start developing. We had a spot and we were gonna get going. I was just kind of slow to it because I had other things I wanted to do. And then all of a sudden this, this tour came out. So like it is something that we are gonna do though. Um, you know, maybe in the fall or something like that. like I might do a, like a, a concert and stream it or one or two. So we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna figure it out, but I haven't done it yet no
1: if there's a canadian versus who would you want to line up against
0: oh who would i line up against
1: yeah you can even pick a few people because i'm sure there's some you'd like to do at a friendly tip and then some on a competitive tip
0: i don't know man like there's like i don't know like I, I i you know i i think of like guys like out here on the west coast um and like i know there's like so many rappers and there's 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 other people doing it uh you know like lots so many guys in toronto and i just like don't even really know but i i know that like there's like I don't know man that's a really good question i mean merc i don't know unreal i don't know snack yeah you know um i'd like to go up against all those guys i think my songs hold some weight Um,
2: merc just had a big one though no snoop posted his song or something like that
0: yeah man um merc um i don't know if you guys know but snoop bought death row yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. So he owns Death Row now and basically Snoop kind of picked Merck as like the Canadian ambassador for Death Row. Oh, oh shit. no shit.
2: So like so... the first
0: rapper so Merck did us dropped a single and a video and uh and Snoop, yeah, posted it on his YouTube. And yeah, it's I thought crazy. it was just
2: a Merc song that Snoop just posted to show like you like. No, 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 no. So they're exactly. actually working, huh? It's I'm like
0: sure. a working, yeah, it's like a movement. So it's pretty crazy, yeah. It's wild.
2: That's insane. That's great. That means that there's going to be more attention in Canada. More people are going to get popping. That's good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Death Row, that's fucking crazy. I grew up on Death Row. And so right. that's back when there was like record labels. Hip-hop record labels were almost like gangs, like camps. Yeah, like Rockefeller and fucking sure. Rough Riders and yeah. all that shit death well, row though man that run they had was yeah. legendary
0: yeah what well, was the day of the record label right so even i was on a record label like sure yeah. camel bear but that wasn't uh death row but there was the middleman yeah. um yeah. and now the, there is no middleman you we can upload to a dsp uh i can go into my distro kid and have a song on every platform you know what i mean oh. that yeah, did yeah. not exist yeah. 10, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, you had to go through another a middleman that had those connections. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Yeah. How do you calculate that now? You might actually have the answer to this because I've wondered this from when you're releasing albums, and I mean, one unit is one unit. And now with the streaming thing, yeah. How do you measure? Right? What's how what? How many you know? streams are a unit? Yeah. Basically.
0: I don't know, and I'm about <laughs> to find out. We're about to find out because I want to see where I'm at with sunshine. Yeah, because um, I'm you know I'm I'm getting pretty darn close, so we want to see, so I'm gonna find out, uh, and I'll let you know.
1: Cool, cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. Please do. That'd, be, that'd be, I'd be I've wondered that before, and uh, I've yeah, never got an answer. It's new
0: age. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, totally.
1: It's fucking yeah. Out.
0: And they and they have a company that looks into it, because obviously no one's calling you up and being like, hey, there's a plaque.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> you, have to, you have to fucking go out and look for it,
1: right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, this company goes out and does it, you know, and makes sure like it's all legit, right?
1: Yeah. So when it comes to booking tours uh, like this one you got going on now, are you handling the uh, the opening acts like all of them? Like I know you, how you crew got hooked up, but with Robbie G, what he does is kind of puts out uh, notice on social media. He gets submissions. He kind of narrows down who he wants in what cities. Is that yeah. your process or do you delegate that no. to Jeremy or someone else?
0: Yeah, I delegate that. That is not something I'm trying to spend any time on. Jeremy yeah. kind of just hits me with uh, uh, the city, the date, the offer, yeah. uh, just the details like that. When it comes to the opening show, it's it's based, that, you know, whoever is on the ground on that, like whatever promoter that we're working with, yeah. uh, that's from that town, they would put that together because they know all the people, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's how that I- works.
1: And having the uh, the privilege of being on the bigger shows, bigger stages, different parts of the world and shit like that, uh, is there a big, big difference when you're saying, you know, you're doing a bigger show, Merck's the headline or something, you're in the States, as opposed to the smaller shows like this, like I'm just talking like the logistics of it all, or is it more so you guys are kind of just figure your own shit out, even on that big of a stage? um
0: what do you mean sorry i didn't like do that. you guys
1: figure out like you, like is there something like you guys are told like okay you got to be here at this time do this at this time oh. blah 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 blah. Whereas on these smaller stage shows you know what i mean that's all on you you figure out your own mic check you figure out well, it's what's what who's going on when all that oh shit. yeah
0: yeah that's i mean jeremy you know is just that's just pretty straightforward you know whatever uh Uh, It's different in every club because every club has kind of a different situation or you, but usually, you know, we do the meet and greets. Uh, I like to do them before the doors open uh, because people are sober uh, and uh, (laughs) they usually act a little bit more pleasant. Um, They also uh, haven't spent all their money and are ready to buy merch. (laughs) Uh,
1: Nice. Smart. so,
0: So you do the, you do, I like to do the meet and greet and then, um, probably sound check before that so sound check like load in sound check meet and greet mm. dinner and then the show and then when it comes to the show yeah i mean it's just you know we figure out how many openers there is how much time they need and then how much time what, what time i'm gonna go on i'm mm. about an hour so mm. yeah just do it like that because every club kind of has like they close at a different time or they want to yeah. open so it's just kind of flexible to, to yeah. the night right
1: Okay. So that's, that's your typical set is an hour, 60 minutes. I was going to say
0: that's a pretty solid set. That's brand new for me. That's the headlining set. I used to do, depending, you know, if I was opening up for someone like a bigger artist, I might do like 20 minutes. Mm Mm-hmm. Lately when I like three years ago when I was on tour or when I was going on, like say with Merc, 20 minutes, and that's the last tour I did. When I went over to Europe, I was doing about 35, 40 minutes. But um, this is like a headlining tour. This is an official tour. I had to step my game up. Um, so I'm doing an hour. I got 16, 16 songs in this set.
2: Damn, man. and how do you how do you prefer doing it? Do you do do you do the full songs or do you do half songs?
0: Yeah, well, I'm looking at my set list right now in front of me and I'm doing full songs. Um, There might be one or two where I'm just doing like a verse and a hook because like maybe it's a song that like say Merc's on or whatever, but it's still a big song. So I want to perform mm. it. So there's a couple half songs, but for the most part, full songs. Yeah.
2: For the most part, so you, you, you're doing full songs, right? That's yeah. interesting because I'm just uh, I'm just getting the feel of the English scene and all that. Right. I've been rapping in Russian for like 15 years but yeah i'm, no, I'm switching to english it's been about a year and i worked with a few people and i'm just trying to learn and get a feel right and i'm yeah build, building my own set right so that's why i'm being a bit selfish and asking you how are you doing obviously i'm gonna see it but you know what i mean yeah yeah, no. yeah
0: i know yeah you gotta do what you feel comfortable with i mean back in the day i remember i was like ah should i do the second verse on this one and whatever but like i just feel real comfortable with these songs i feel real confident and uh, especially like a lot of the second verses are just killer. So I just want to just 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 do the whole song. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's different for everybody and you just kind of have to just feel it out. But like I said, half songs, you know, you got. I, I, I'm going to have a couple of those and I've done them in the past. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of whatever works, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. One of the main producers I work with uh, is from Russia. Uh, he goes by the name of Midas Music uh he's produced nice. a lot of my songs uh but yeah he's from russia we talked on instagram my- and stuff we have a bit of a language barrier but we use a lot of, <laughs> we use let, a lot let, of emojis you know what i mean because let me both- know
2: if you ever need bro <laughs> yeah i'll <appreciate laughs> translate for you no problem yeah. my, my beat my, my beat maker is in russia too and uh hey my-
0: yeah man but i might actually <laughs> i'll get you to do send me like uh um you know like say something to me like on video for him or to send to him or something like that you know what i mean because that would be sure bro
2: if you would do that for me if you Mm want to fuck with him or if you want to just say (laughs) (laughs) whatever you want man let me know okay that's cool right on
1: The 60-minute uh, set, man, that takes, like, some serious cardio. Your lungs got to be right for something like that. Dude, you know, so.
0: man, I, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I quit drinking and hard drugs about um, four, four or five weeks ago. Good for you. Oh, shit. Um, Good for you. Uh, i am just been just smoking weed, and uh, my plan is to stick to it. This is kind of like a life-changing thing, you know what I mean? Um, uh, You know, and uh, I just – Cause it's kind of like my time to shine right now. This is my time to get it. And mm. I really want to give it my best a foot forward for, for myself, but for my family, smart decision. you know what I mean? So, um, but anyways, but yeah, so I'll let you know, man, you'll see me in golf. We'll be like, I got to bring an extra shirt probably. You know what I mean? It is going <laughs> to be hard, but, um, I've been working really hard the last couple of weeks going over these songs and learning the lyrics. Cause like there was a good, almost eight or nine songs I've never performed before, you know? Wow. So, eh? you know, like I needed to learn them and I'm the type of guy, like I do a song in the studio. I kind of just forget about it, you know, like
1: right. I, I don't,
0: I'm like, move on. I, to the next. I don't really dwell. Like, so like, and I'm not very good. I mean, I'm, you know I mean? I've been smoking a lot of weed for a lot yeah. of years. It's not as sharp as it was, you know? So I really, I've been really going after it and really like learning my shit. Cause I just want to, I just want to give a killer show, you know?
2: Yeah, I've been I've been going over the set eight hundred times, making sure I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna choke or stumble. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm, and I'm you know I'm what? Going over it, I'm over For it. some
0: reason, I always find a way to stumble. Million, <laughs> I'll go over it a million times, but it's okay. It's all about how you roll with it, and it's all about how you come back after the True As Long as you yes. pick up and you make a mistake, that's okay. But as long as you can find your spot and keep mm-hmm. rolling, it's all good. You know?
1: Yeah. So, how many shows? Uh, how many dates you got left on this, or what cities you still got left to hit?
0: Well, I haven't started yet. It starts this weekend. Oh, I thought
1: Jeremy told me it started uh, two weeks ago or last weekend. Maybe it was that you guys were just finishing up on the the tour details or something like that.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, tour kicks off this weekend, uh, Friday night in Prince George, uh, Saturday night in Delta. And uh, that's when the lower mainland there in Vancouver. Yeah. And then um, uh, Sunday night here on Vancouver Island in Nanaimo. And then we're off for the week. And then we fly to Toronto on Thursday next week. And uh, I'm playing at the CMWs there, Canadian Music Week.
1: Mm.
0: Um, and uh, and then we have the two shows uh, uh, in London and Guelph after that. And then we come back home. And mm-hmm. then the next weekend, we go do Alberta. Uh, Jeremy kind of worked the tour out like that to kind of so I'm home during the week with my fam. And uh, I really like it. We'll see how it goes. It's just kind of based over three weekends. And uh, I think it's going to go real
1: good. Uh, and that's funny too because i imagine you know a few years ago you're a little younger partying a little harder uh you probably be like fuck going home for the week i want to oh, stay in this city and party right oh uh, yeah well
0: i just wouldn't have, <laughs> i just would have just would have yeah i don't know what i would have. i might not have done the drive <laughs> to to toronto but yeah definitely just things were different back then you know Yeah, yeah i mean before i had kids before i had a wife i mean I lived on the road for years, man. I've done so many tours and so many shows and played so many grimy spots, you know, and <laughs> since, since fucking 2007, I first went on the road. Then I went with uh, factor, my boy from Saskatoon and uh, uh, Josh Martinez and AWOL one and some other guys from LA. And we went on tour all through the States. Uh, mm. We did like, uh, almost almost 50 shows. I was gone for six weeks. I came back and I oh. quit rap.
1: Oh, man. That's I was deep, like, I'm not exhausted I got
0: paid a thousand bucks. I'm like, I just paid my rent. I was broke. I was going to get kicked out of my place. I just broke up with my girlfriend at the time. Oh. I quit. I was like, I can't do this. I went and got mm. a job. I'm like, this is horrible, you know? But a couple months later, fucking started working <laughs> on a new song, started working on a new album. You know, that's just <clears> always <throat> been with me. You know, that's just that urge to kind of in that hunger, because I got no one cracking a whip on me. I Mm -hmm. fucking get up. I motivate myself. I have to. I got no one. Jeremy doesn't manage me. He Mm -hmm. manages the business. I manage me. I create everything. I got to make the songs. I got to make the videos. I got to write the shit. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? That shit all just comes from some fucking thing inside of me. Do you
2: find that it's, be, that, that a lot of it or a part of it maybe for you uh, could be because it's therapeutic. It helps you to get through shit. You get stuff off your chest. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's a huge part of it for sure. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, sure. It's like, yeah, you're. it's a win-win, right? Um, you know, it is, like I said, since I turned on that switch four years ago and went into that room and trying to created it, like, a, like created it like a job. Yeah, it, it, it kind of transformed then But yeah, there's it's still therapeutic Of course, I'm getting something out of it It's fucking You know, I I, I save a couple no. hundred bucks a week Seeing a therapist,
2: you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking about the motivation, right? Because sometimes, you, like you said, it could be fuck crap And then it's just like something, you know Because there's been times where I didn't rap Didn't record anything, but I always wrote Because I just feel like it helped me get through a lot
0: Oh, no, I know what you mean, bro No, I never mm-hmm. done that I never just kind of wrote to wrote, wrote to write, wrote to write, no, No, write to wrote. You know what I mean? I don't, not really. No, you know, like, Mm. nah, nah. I I don't know, man. It's been a while. I, I, I wanted to make a song. I heard, I heard a beat. I heard a beat, and then I wanted to make a song to that beat. That, that's Mm -hmm. what it was. I wanted to make something out of nothing. I, I didn't really just write if I wasn't really working on something. I was,
1: Mm. when I got inspired,
0: when I got inspired. Yeah, sometimes I wrote to some beats on YouTube, but it was always like you know, found some music, or worked with someone, or you know, something like that.
1: Mm.
2: All
1: right, man. Before I let you get out of here, is there anything else you want to touch on? Uh, no, man. Just that I'm excited about Guelph and about the 11th, and we're gonna tear this shit up. Yeah, all right, man. man. And you let uh, Eva let everyone know where they can find you. Anything else you want to plug? The floor is yours, my man.
0: Um. Well, first of all, just want to say thanks again for having me on the show, guys. Um. Uh, but, um, excited about the tour that's upcoming. If you want to check out, uh, the tour dates or look into anything about me, just go to evil Everything is there. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, pretty easy to find on the socials and all that. So, uh, check me out, go listen to me on Spotify and, um, I'll, I'll see you when
1: I see you. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot for doing this. eh? I've been a fan for a long time and fucking, I was just like how this when Krill told me he was going to be opening for you. We're like, Oh, we should get him on the show. It's just as the we book guests, you weren't one I ever targeted in on, even though I listened to your music. So when it became a fucking opportunity, I'm glad it worked out, man. This is really That's fucking cool. cool. That's Thanks, great, brother. guys. Okay, yeah, well. Shout out to Jeremy, too, for hooking this up.
0: Yeah, shout out for Jeremy for handing And uh, are you guys both going to be at the show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. I'll see you, I'll see you guys uh, in a couple of weeks.
1: Can't wait, my man. Looking forward to okay. meeting you, bro. All right, free of okay. love Peace, I'm Jay Kelly. This is the Building.Town. We out. Peace. Woo! Nice.